0: Welcome to the first episode of the Grace and Truth Podcast. I'm Cody Brooke, and in this episode, you will hear from myself and two of my best friends. Um, This podcast is uh, just learning as we go, so there's no fancy intro music or anything else that you might be used to in all of your professional podcasts. This is just... Three women, three awesome, ordinary, everyday women who are just out there hustling and grinding every day for the Lord, Uh, just trying to bring our hearts to you and just trying to impart wisdom to young women who have not been walking with the Lord as long as we have. And we just want to help them come around these learning curves faster than we did. And so I pray that this episode blesses you. Bear with us. I've edited most of the audio glitch issues, but... Um, There's still going to be a few moments here and there where you hear us talking over one another or something like that. So just know that each episode is going to continue to get better and better as I become more um, proficient with the software and the process as a whole. So I hope you guys stick with us and continue to help us improve our content with awesome feedback. Um, Yeah, I love y'all. And I hope that this is an encouragement to you. Enjoy episode one. Okay, look, we're not that far off. It's only like 115. Praise the Lord. Okay. So welcome to the first episode of Grace and Truth Podcast. I'm Cody Brooke. And with me, I have two of my best friends, my sisters in Christ. I don't know if she's in the middle on everybody else's screen, but on my screen, she's in the middle in the dark, in the ball cap. <laughs> that is Jill Berry, aka Chill Pickle. And she is calling in from
1: Malawi. Malawi?
0: I have to ask because, um, oop, let me turn that down a little bit. I have to ask because Jill, Jill be traveling, man. <laughs> like she, every other weekend, she, oh, we crossed the border and went over here. So Jill's hanging out in Africa right now. She is pioneering a school of sustain, sus, la, 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 sustainable development. And, uh, we might have some time for you to share a little bit it's about a time But, uh, <laughs> you live in costa rica and you do this school and lead this school in costa rica but that school started pioneering a new base in kenya
2: well we yeah we're working with a, an established ministry there in kenya and and then we're actually helping pioneer the school um, as an expansion project in malawi
0: so jill is on third world country wi-fi and may or may not have a good connection we risked it to have her join us. And uh, yeah, so we'll see. And it's also, she's also seven hours ahead of me. So it's eight, it's almost 8.30 p.m. there. It's one, almost one thirty p.m. here. She's so, eight
1: hours ahead of me.
0: So Jill is like operating off a of solar <laughs> power flashlight. I'm not sure which one she chose to go with. Um, so if you see her getting a mosquito net in a little bit, <laughs> it's because. <laughs> It's real, okay. This is real life. So um, the other guest here is my other best friend, sister in Christ, Melissa Miles, the one and only. And she literally just landed uh, from a flight home from Brazil. So if she starts to fall asleep on us, give her grace, okay? She's been in the air for a while.
1: (laughs) I won't. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, Melissa just went to Brazil because she's about to move there. And she just spent two weeks in uh, Fortaleza.
1: Fortaleza.
0: Fortaleza, (laughs) Meeting missionaries, making connections, praying, seeing what was up, seeing what the Holy Spirit would speak to her, doing some ministry, all kinds of cool stuff. So, um... She's going to move even further from me, Um, but right now she is currently living in Indiana and um, she used to live with me in Waxahachie. We all used to be roommates, Jill, Melissa, and I all used to be roommates. And that was a really awesome season for like, I don't know, maybe a year and a half or so. (laughs) I don't know. It's just a really good time of us loving the Lord together and growing up a lot together. Uh, (laughs) That was such a sweet season for us. So I'm excited to have them here talking about our topic. So, what we're going to cover today is. I didn't. Jill, you don't hear that? That is Melissa. I wonder if the audience hears the same noise. Yeah, every time you. Yeah, okay, Jill's finally hearing it. So, every time you move your phone or something, it is super loud. I don't know why. Um, okay, so we're gonna talk about running to God because He's good. So like the whole purpose of Grace and Truth Podcast is to encourage, empower, equip young women to run to Jesus in life and just have a real, raw, authentic relationship with him. I don't I wanna help young women not just go to church, um, but to have a real relationship with Christ. Because that's what I was missing out on, and that's what I didn't have. So basically, I I just want this to be a platform to be what I needed when I was 12, 13, 14, all the way up to 18. I needed some serious mentorship and leadership in my life at that point that I just didn't have. And um, I was lost. Uh. With a capital L, I was so broken. It had such an identity crisis going on, and but the thing was, I was a Christian. Like before, I spent seven years just off down a pretty bad path. I was a Christian. I was praying. I was going to church camp, and uh, my family was going to church. So. I I just didn't have really deep roots in a real relationship with Jesus. And uh, so I want to get into that topic today. We're going to talk about all kinds of stuff on this podcast. Um, But I wanted to start with something really foundational because I feel like for me, this is where my life changed. And this is where I started really uh, living for God. And this is where he rescued me. It was when I realized, oh, my gosh, he actually does have my back you know he is good and he I want to follow him because he's good so um that's the topic I want to start on but before we even go there okay this podcast is brought to you in part by no i'm just kidding i have no paid sponsorships but what you should consider is letting me sell your product for you okay because i have a gift for selling things that I I don't want to even say I have a gift for selling things. I love to share things with my friends and family that I'm passionate about, okay? So, like, both of these women on here can vouch for this. If I find a phone case, a water bottle, a calendar, a T-shirt, a saddle, it doesn't matter what it is. A vacuum cleaner. A vacuum. Kirby (laughs) vacuums. If you need need one, I can sell you one. Okay, so... I, uh, love product reviews. Like I love finding products that, uh, make life better and make it easier. Like I probably have 40 different kinds of water bottles. That's an exaggeration, but I go to the store intentionally to buy different kinds of water bottles just to see what they're like. And then when I find the right one, I share it with everybody. I'm like, you got to have this water bottle. Here's why. So if you're a local brand, if you're a big brand, you need Cody Brook in your life to help you share with people why they need your product. So just keep that in mind. Also, before we get into this conversation, I, I have a very important question. I need to know y'all's opinion on, <laughs> What is the best way to eat a hot dog? What's the best think? Now take some time to think about it because this is your a serious mouth. question. What is the best way to eat a hot dog? I had a conversation this past I week there was with only
1: one way to eat a hot dog. I See, know this there's is multiple ways to eat a hot dog. This, All right. you chew it. See. <laughs> See, y'all I think need some like culinary different ways to eat a hot dog. Maybe with a fork and a knife, but like, who's got time for that when you're walking? You know?
0: <laughs> How many times do you actually eat a hot dog while you're walking? Is that a normal thing for you to? We don't live in New York. Shoot, we're Southern people. We don't walk and eat hot dogs you at the, the same carnival?
1: time. If you go to the carnival, you can eat a hot dog. I don't
0: know. I'm a corn dog person at that point, so.
1: That too. Okay, so. all the corn dog is is a hot dog wrapped up in corn. But
0: it's fried. It's fried. That's
1: true. And it's conveniently wrapped. Okay, (laughs) so how many ways can you eat a hot dog? Like, I didn't know this. This is new knowledge (laughs) for (laughs) me. Okay, let me
0: set some context here. I just had a conversation with someone last week uh, who said the best way to eat a hot dog was to put it on the grill. You grill it, and while it's on the grill, when it's almost ready, you get a tortilla and you grill the the tortilla a little bit on both sides to where it gets and then you put the and then you put the hot dog in the tortilla and you roll it up and you you keep Doing that on the grill for a little bit while it's in the tortilla, so it makes it crispy and it like crispifies the tortilla around the hot dog, and you put whatever you want in it. And I was very intrigued by this, and they said Mm. once you do this, you will never eat a hot dog the same way again. And I kind of believe him, so I was just curious what y'all's opinions were. Are you are you ketchup person? Are you? Some people put mayonnaise. On their hot dogs, some people like in Costa Rica where Jill's at. They put chips and carrots and all kinds of stuff on there.
1: Which is really good.
2: I like a little bit of like everything, so it depends on what kind of mood I'm in. Because I I do like my classic like ketchup with mustard and onions and relish, and it's like it just depends on what kind of mood. I might add some potato chips or some carrots like they do in Costa Rica, but. I mean, my classic is going to be, like, it could be chili. But it's really going to be ketchup and mustard for sure if it's available.
1: Yeah. Since moving up here in North, for me, I love the Chicago dog. Like, the stuff that they put, like, I'm not not even (laughs) sure what all goes on there. But they got, like, a pepper, a full-size green pepper on there. Ooh. I'm salivating just thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you got you got a large pickle and you got some other stuff in there and it's so good mm-hmm. yeah i went to chili chicago. dogs, Classic yeah, chili dogs. Man.
0: yes ch- chili dogs with some cheese some shredded cheese absolutely i went to chicago for the first time with melissa several months ago it's been like a year ago i think we have some kind of yeah. lag or interruption that's okay but um I ate a Chicago dog, which I always thought looked disgusting because, you know, the Sonics here in Texas, they make Chicago dogs. And I always thought that looks disgusting. And we go to Chicago and I try this thing and it was legitimately the best hot dog I've ever had. To the point where you got to do your hand like this,
1: you know. (laughs) Yeah, And we had got one, and we shared it, and we both regretted it. We was like, man, we should have got our own. Yeah. I still think about that. Literally,
0: I still think to myself, I wish I could go back and relive that memory and choose to get a whole Chicago dog instead of a half of one. (laughs) Me too. Okay. That was fun. Best way to eat a hot dog. Not that we actually made any kind of conclusion there but um i think a chicago dog is pretty at the top of the list
2: <clears throat> mm-hmm. but also
0: the texas version of the chili and cheese i think is right there too that yep yeah, yep yeah. okay here we go i wish i had some like fancy music hold up tell me if y'all can hear this we might have some fancy music Um can you hear this. Nope nope, I can't hear it either, so never mind. Who's worth the try? I was gonna try to give us some fancy music, but I'm still figuring this dang software out. <laughs> Okay, starting this podcast has been one of the most challenging things ever. I keep thinking, oh, this is going to be easy. And I run into problems literally around every corner, um, which is why this is not live right now. Mm. Okay, the goodness of God. How do you know that God is good? When you think about God being good with all the craziness going on in the world, bad stuff that you've been through, I know some of y'all's testimonies some of y'all's testimony, uh, personally. And I know y'all been through some rough stuff. And so if I, and so for other people out there, especially these young women, um, what, at what point in your lives was it clear to you that even with negative things happening in the world, that God was in fact a good God? Not everybody all at once. I'll start. So for me, um, it was when I was in college. It was my sophomore year of college. I was at Sol Ross State the year previous to that. Sol Ross State is out in Alpine, Texas, way west, like close to El Paso. And, um, It. I had failed out of my dream school the year before. I was at Texas A&M. Always wanted to go to Texas A&M. I got in, and I was a very distracted young woman that first year. I was a biomedical science major, so it was a very very challenging freshman year. It was the most difficult thing I had ever done, and. I had already been on a path of like making a lot of really dumb decisions um, and just prioritizing stupid stuff in my life. It was more important to me to like find friends and fit in and hang out and all of that than it was to actually succeed, like set real goals and succeed at them. So I absolutely loved school, um, but I failed out because I was not disciplined and I was not prioritizing being a student. And uh, there just really wasn't room for that in that program. So I had to go somewhere else and I went out to Sol Ross and that failing out was a huge wake up call for me because I'm not as most of my life. I've been an A student and um very academically driven. And so for me to fail out was like, okay, this isn't me. But the problem was in high school, I had never experienced any true consequences for my decisions, my actions. So that was the first time in my life that I was genuinely humbled and was like, oh, important things will be taken away from me if I don't get my act together. And so uh, that year that I was at Sol Ross, my sophomore year of college, I started going to church again, and I just started praying again and i had a uh... wow that is going to be so interesting when we post this to see if like the audience can hear all of that noise too i wonder what we can do to fix that next time
2: yeah second Jill, hear. can you it, hear Visual visuals gone can you hear us cuz your video your um, visual is gone see if i can redo it okay
0: yeah but okay that at least we can hear you your audio still sounds really good sorry first time first time doing this um so my sophomore year of college I was when I started going to church again and I started praying again I really expected that God was going to meet me with a lot of judgment yes and um I just uh expected God to meet me with a lot of You know, if a parent was upset at you and they're like, well, you shouldn't have done this and stupid, see, you earned this. And I just thought it was going to be a lot of judgment and shame. And he was so encouraging to me and he never brought up any of the, the poor decisions I'd made. He never brought up all the times that I like gave up on him. He just started loving on me. And I just felt like he was so happy that his daughter was like returning to him. And he was the most encouraging. He became the most encouraging person, you know, in my life. And he was just very loving. He was very encouraging, very uplifting. And every single time I expected him to to tell me how disappointed he was, uh, he never did that. He always did the opposite. And that blew, that blew my mind. And that was the time for me when I really was like, okay, he mm. genuinely has my back and I want to follow him.
1: For me, it was in a similar low point, just like uh, CB. Um, It was whenever I was going through healing for everything in my past. And uh um during that process of discovery, I began to believe that he wasn't good. Um, But then the Lord said that he was going to heal me. And I actually laughed in his face. And I was like, yeah, yeah. No, but then he actually <laughs> did. He actually did, and that was very eye-opening about who he is and his goodness. And not only that, some things that he has told me, promises that he has declared over my life. um, I'm literally walking in now and continue to walk in those things um, because he's a God of justice. I think whenever we start talking about god's goodness we also start talking about his other characteristics you know um like the fact that he's a god of justice and righteousness and mercy because cb even she said like i was expecting him to come down on me but he didn't that was his mercy but his mercy is the extension of of his personality which is his goodness and so yeah i think that was an eye-opening moment for me when I first discovered his goodness and I, I'm still discovering his goodness on levels you know this this home that I'm in right now this apartment like it was his goodness because I never had a place um of my own and it was his goodness his show of goodness and people that he brings in my li- bring in my life is a show of his goodness so um I'm still discovering it but that was probably when it really hit me and wow he's he's good Mm. and he's the type of god that will pay back pay you back for the evil um Mm. because the word says like he pays you back double for Mm. your formal trouble and Mm. he's that kind of god because he's just and he's good
0: Mm, that's so good i love that i love that uh being real about that uh I laughed in God's face whenever he said, Melissa, I'm going to heal you. And you're like, ha, we'll see. Yeah, that's good. That's real. That's a real part. That's a real part of relationship with God. It's not always like, yeah, it's like whenever he says something and you don't always trust him in the beginning. And that's natural because he's God and he says some pretty miraculous things sometimes. And it's hard for us to understand how is that going to be possible or how are you going to do that? So that's cool. Yeah. And
1: even when we're faithless, like he's faithful because he can't deny himself. For him to, to line up with our belief is him denying himself. Yep.
0: Exactly. That's a deep word right there. For him to line up with our beliefs is for him to deny himself. Like, we got to be the ones that level up and align our hearts with him and his word. That's so good. Jill, you got some stuff you want to share? This doesn't have to be all organized like class. You know, you can just talk whenever you feel like you got something you want to say. Oh, Master. she's gone. <gasps> okay. Yeah. Um. So... What do you think if we were going to talk about some of the specific reasons why people end up thinking I've heard this expression? I even think I've heard it. No, I heard it from a family member, and I know a lot of people feel this way, and I have felt this way at, at one point. Um, well, if there is a God, he's not good. You know, he ain't good. If there is one up there, I'm not convinced that there is a God, but even if there is, he's not good, you know, because of certain things they've experienced. So what do you think are some of the things that make people feel or seem like, yeah, even if there was a God, he is not a good one?
1: The bad things that happen, you know, like. If God is sovereign and God is good, then why does all these bad things happen? Either Mm -hmm. one, he's sovereign, but he's not good. Or two, he's good, but he's not sovereign. Like, I think that's the dilemma. Like, why does he allow these bad things to happen if he's good? Mm -hmm. And then that's getting into other stuff. Like the fall of humanity and sin and free will. And that gets into all this other kind of stuff. Um, So I don't think we, yeah, I think we often judge his goodness based on circumstances, like the circumstances um, in our life yeah, and how we view what goodness is. Mm -hmm. Our view of goodness probably isn't the same of God's view of goodness. You know what I mean? Like a parent's view of goodness is probably not the same as a child's view of goodness. The parent could be doing Mm -hmm. something that's good for the child, but the child in that very moment think, oh, the parent hates me or they're just ruining my life and blah blah, 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 But in reality, the parent loves the child yeah, and is doing that thing which is good for the child.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: also we have to look at what's good, like what's our definition of good?
0: Yeah. Yeah, so. absolutely. No, I think that's a great point. It's like, first of all, uh, people have their ideas of what good is right and so as soon as something different than that happens uh exactly i think what you touched on is huge like if god is sovereign if he is in control of everything then why would bad things take place because if i was god and i was in control i wouldn't let this happen um that's such a huge one and this is where i really love to have the conversation i get asked this question a lot by younger people in the church um we, we They talk about this, like, why would God allow X, Y, or Z to happen? Whether it's abuse, um, child sex trafficking, terrorism. I know family members who have struggled with someone that they lost and they can't, they couldn't get their mind wrapped. Like it was a young death, like a teenager, and they couldn't get their mind wrapped around why God would take that person. And. I get, so I get questions around this a lot. And, uh, one thing that I, I, pr- I started to pray about this cause I was confused with it for a long time. I didn't understand it, but then I started to think about love and I started to the, the closer I got with Christ, the more I realized this is, if this is really about a relationship with him, then love is the highest goal. Which is something that Paul says in 1 Corinthians, I think, chapter 12, where he says, like, love be your highest goal. And love is the highest goal of what we have with God. And in order to have a real relationship, in order to have a, like, love, there has to be choice. There's Jill Pickle. Oh, yeah. Also, you if you do not like the nickname Jill Pickle, there is also there's also Jilly Bean. And, uh, what are the other ones? Dang, my mind is going blank. Jill Pickle, um, Jilly Bean, peanut butter Oak. Jilly. <laughs> but I, I, tend to, <laughs> she's like, Oh, you put me out there, girl. Um, but I tend to like Jill Pickle the most. I just honestly, sometimes when I go to introduce you, I'm like, this is my friend Jill. And I want to say Jill Pickle. Cause I say it so often. And it's just like your last name. But then I refrain from doing that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, her last name is Fairy, <laughs> not Pickle. <laughs> so, anywho, um, Joe, we're just talking about, uh, well, I'll just keep talking. So, I, I think I discovered there was a point where I discovered that we could not have love. We could not have a relationship if God had not given us the gift of free will. If we didn't have the ability to choose, the only other option is basically being little robots down here that he's forcing our will. He's forcing us to do X, Y, or Z. And then if that was the case, what is the purpose of all of this? You know, unless he was going to create beings that could freely choose him that could freely choose a relationship with him. What is the point? What's the point? Think about it if you're a parent and you have kids. If they are legitimately forced to love you because it's embedded in them, they're a robot. They have no choice. Is that really gonna be meaningful to you? Is that love? Is that a real relationship? if that child is like inherently programmed to just do what you ask them to do and honor you and respect you and want to be in relationship with you, does it even mean anything, you know? But when your child grows up and they have, they develop their ability to choose and they choose to be in relationship with you, they choose to love you. They choose to honor you. Come on, man. That's why it's special. That's why it means so much because your child could do whatever they want. And I think that's why it's so rewarding for parents too, whenever their kids choose to do the right things, they make wise decisions because they have the freedom to choose not wise, things, unwise things. They have, they have the freedom to choose whatever they want. So when they Raise their children with certain values and a certain foundations so that their kids actually make good decisions. That's got to be one of the most, I'm not a mom, but that just has to be one of the most rewarding things to experience. When you raise a young person, that when they grow up and develop their own ability to choose and live for themselves, that they choose well and they choose you and they choose to love you. That that to me is true purpose and true meaning. And without that, I don't see how there could be a purpose in this life. If that makes any sense.
2: Is it my turn?
0: Yeah. Yeah. We were just talking about, um, things that make people feel like God is not good. Like what are some of those things? And then, uh, we kind of, the conversations just sort of spiraled from there, but yeah, talk to us about um, your story. So,
2: I mean, I'll get started with, you know, how, when I started to realize like God was good, Um, you know, I've, I've been a Christian, I would say all my life, um, came to Christ when I was four or five years old, brought up in the church. Um, but it was a lot of uh, rules. It was a lot of you know, do's and don'ts. And so I always had this like mindset of uh, God being on this judge stand with a gavel in his hand. And, uh, you know, if I was going to, if I was going to do anything, it had to be either right or wrong. And uh, for me, it was just about a lot of rules, a lot of do's and don'ts and a a lot of performance. Mm. And I look Mm -hmm. back at it now and I'm like, man, like, And I'm still trying to break a lot of the cycle of performance that just was embedded in me. Um, But when I think it was it was really Mm. when I was going through my divorce and, uh, man, I was fighting for my marriage in in the spirit. And um, there were things I didn't know about God. And when he started to reveal himself to me in new ways, and it became more about mm. breaking free from my from my hurts and habits and hang-ups from the past and and going through healing and and like the divorce was just the the little thing on the spectrum. Um, man, I began to like ask him questions like, "God, where were you in this situation in my past?" And he would show me like, this is where. I was in that moment and this is what I was doing here mm. and this is what why I was doing this and so he began to really reveal himself to me in a new way and I just remember like looking at, at how he had aligned everything in my life for just that moment in time to be with him and to really just get to know him mm. in the deep and dark secret places and um Man, that's just one way, you know, like you said earlier, like there's so many testimonies and so many different ways I could tell you, like where I see God is so good in my life and those people around me. But that's really where it began with me was, um, I think I was 28 years old. So hasn't only been but five years. Like I knew God was good, mm. but I wasn't like, yeah. oh my gosh, like God is good yeah he's really amazing yeah so you know in in trials and tribulations he said that we're gonna have those and um i just remember going through that season like angry 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 Mm -hmm. about it because i was like i thought i was following your voice lord and he was like yeah you were and i was leading you right here to this moment (laughs) (laughs) keep going yeah so you know and I, i it's been, yep. uh, well, I would say downhill ever since, but it's really been uphill uh, ever since. And uh, man, just mm. God's been so good. But I think to to get into where you guys were leaving off, um, you know, I think where people misunderstand God is we have this this performance thing, like I was talking about, is if we do this, then God will do mm. this. I don't know if you guys touched on all that, but it it happened in my life and it was like, God, if if I followed your voice and if I did all these right things, um, then you would bring me the man of my dreams or you would give me the perfect family or, yes, Yes. and and the white picket fence. We have this American dream of a white picket fence (laughs) and a little doggy. I wish I had a wiener dog in the yard, but you know, yeah. (laughs) I mean, if we were honest, like I had some of those things uh, when I was married, but I was miserable to an extent Mm -hmm. because God was not really, truly the focus and the center and the relationship with him. And so he gives us a wake up call, but it's actually out of his mercy and grace. Um, But I think where people really miss Mm. the boat is that once we start to really follow the Lord and we sell out and we're like, I'm sold out Christian that we think it's going to be, um, like a better roses and yep. sweet smell and perfume. And there is that time mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it is, it's a beautiful relationship that you cultivate, Yeah, but it is, um, it can be an uphill climb too, you know? <laughs>
1: It's not for the faint of heart. Something that you said, Jill, that really jumped out of me just now. Um, something that you said that I just want to touch on real quick um, regarding the goodness of the Lord. Like, um, every good and perfect thing comes from God, right? And so, literally, if He is goodness personified, like He is goodness personified, and every single good thing um, comes from God. You said, I was married, and in an extent, I had all those things that I dreamed about, but I was miserable because goodness wasn't at the center. He wasn't there. Like mm. he is what makes the circumstance good. He mm. he is goodness personified. So you could be in the worst possible situation, and if he's in the middle of it, it's good joy everything that he brings to the table can transform this situation not necessarily always externally right but internally yes so and i and i think that's why i say like what's our definition of good like the way we see goodness is totally different i think than how he sees goodness you know, mm. because Jill was just saying, like, God, I thought I was following your voice. And it's like, well, you what? Well, he's good. So if he's good and he cannot be nothing than who he is, which is good, then what he had her doing must have been good. Right. And I think there's an element of mystery there that I think humans struggle with. Um, there's just parts of God that we're not going to understand. Like Jill mm-hmm. may never know until she gets to heaven why the Lord had her walk down that path that was dark and heavy. He knew yep. where she was going to go, mm-hmm. you know? But he knew yeah, what he wanted. And then also like, it made me think about sin, you know? Yep. It made me think about sin, like seeking God for who he is. When we see ourselves for who we really are, And how much we don't deserve even the very Mm. breath that we breathe in. Yep. Then you begin to understand, Mm. dang, he's so good. Because literally, I don't even deserve to even be alive right right now, you know, type of thing. And I think once we start to Mm -hmm. see him for who he really is, once we start to see ourselves truly for who we are, then we see him for who he
2: really is. Right. I agree. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I just gotta make
0: a, I just gotta make a comment about Jill's. If y'all are watching on the video, okay. If y'all are tuning in on the YouTube, just be reminded that Jill's making the best out of her <laughs> situation trying, to I'm be trying. able to be on this with us. Yes, yeah. <laughs> like she is. Okay, so tell us where you're at, Jill. You said you're in a clinic right yeah, now. Yeah.
2: So we're in a rural rural, 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 rural. I can't say that word, but. A that is that is a hard let word. me just yes. okay let me rephrase Rural. i'm in the middle of nowhere <laughs> malawi and uh we're in a, t- a tiny village and <laughs> uh, even the locals when i'm like oh yeah we're in agabu and they're like where like so we're out but i'm <laughs> i'm actually my room uh where me and my roommate are are sleeping uh is in a, a clinic um, there's a, a ministry here that has a, a clinic and then they have a guest house and we put most of the students and, and everybody in the guest house, but I get to, to sleep in a, in a clinic that services about 30,000 people, uh, who depend upon this clinic. And, uh, yeah, so screaming babies at every hour of the night can happen. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's interesting. The doors are really squeaky. <laughs> yeah, the doors are squeaky. Squeaky, but <laughs> it looks like it looks like yeah, bats, yeah, there's too. bats flying around. I moved to the classroom, and usually there's about four bats like flying around. So yeah, and the oh, I was, I was like, Those look like bats. <laughs> Yeah, but you know it's the goodness. Yeah, we Brazil, we have it. It's the goodness of God. <laughs> it's the goodness of God. <laughs> that we have signal, that I'm in the middle of nowhere with uh, signal, so. Yes. Yeah.
0: It's so true because i really wanted melissa and jill to be i wanted this to be a conversation between us and i kept fretting over jill not being able to do this with us because she was going to be in the bushes somewhere in Africa. so yes this is the this is a blessing i will take it so even though her signal is going in and out we drop her sometimes it's so really cool that she's able to be with us and they're on solar energy there which is why she's not like got the light on just in the light so are you working off a flashlight i got a
2: well the light the (laughs) light is on you just can't see it but i've got a flashlight that's giving me a little extra glow here oh there's a bat okay Uh (laughs) she got the the bats going
1: (laughs) oh i love you guys your bat friends they trying to be in on a conversation i used to be terrified of bats and then i came here <laughs> nope. Not
0: anymore. And now you speak their language. They come sit on your shoulder, and they're like, "Yo, what's up, Jill?"
1: <laughs> nope. No.
2: Oh man. But yeah. Oh man,
0: that's funny. So yes, I I totally agree. And that was actually one of the main things that I I was gonna say, Melissa, what you were touching on, just what you left off on. Like, I wanted to touch on, like, for me, I had this realization that. Sin has consequences, and sin is basically everything that's apart from God, that's separated from God. It's the opposite of God's will, His direction, His ways. It's the opposite of Him and of oh, good. And so, when people live in sin, and the Bible says that sin is going to create death and destruction, when sin starts as a little seed, and it grows and grows it. The fruit of sin is death and destruction. And so that's really why we see the destruction in the world that we see is because it is a fruit of separation from God. And so that comment that you made about how God, when he's in the center of something, that's when it can be good. That's the problem in the world. And so even for people like me who could say, um, well, I thought I was doing my best to follow the Lord and live by faith, I could still be affected by sin in other people's lives. So even even if stuff happens to me that's not fair, and I was a, Melissa, I think of your testimony when you were a little girl and you were a believer and there were some bad things that happened to you, even though you were a Christian and you had Jesus in your heart but it wasn't that god did those things to you or made those things happen to you there were other human beings living separated from god separated from goodness who were living evil and they brought that it affected your life just like it's affected all of our lives so whether it's our own sin That affects us or it's the sin of other people included, including generations from way back. You know, we still experience the consequences of people's decisions, whether they were good or bad, even from years and years ago and generations past. So that to me was a huge, like a huge thing that you said that when God who is good is in the center of something, anything can be good even if it's really difficult. And that's the only way that you will ever find goodness in anything. And what a sad, lonely way to exist if you can't find goodness in things because otherwise half of what I've been through would be enough reason for me to just say, what's the point of life? I'm just going to take my own life. But because God is good and I can have him in the center of everything, I can receive something good from everything I've been through. And it doesn't it doesn't have it's to present be in
1: future. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I agree. I think a lot of the reason that people think that God isn't good is because of bad things that happen. If we were gonna make it a simplified, you know, just boil it down to one thing. And bad things do not happen because God does bad things to people. God, you know, and this is why Jill, when you came on, you dropped off for a while, but this is why I started talking about free will. If God was to intervene and always change the outcome of everything, that means that he's intervening on our free will. He's intervening on human beings, free will. And when God intervenes on their free will, he's, I think when we think of God being in all control, we think he's just supposed to control everybody and make them do, but that's robotics. That's not human life. And when God created life from the very beginning, it had a design. It was a divine design. It was a perfect design. And it was a design where human beings could be the vessels of love. And they could have a real relationship with their heavenly father. If we don't have the ability to choose, if we don't have that free will, there's no such thing as love. There's no such thing as relationship. People have to have the ability to choose God. They have to have the ability to choose. And that's why I think, and this is totally off topic, but that's why I think that God put a choice in the garden. Because if there was never any ability to choose God or something else, then what is love? Love is a choice, you know? And that's where I think that, Um, we have to have an understanding when you need to know young women, God is a good God. God is a good God. And if you need the Mm. evidence of that, just watch a sunrise every once in a while, go watch a sunset. Like when's the last time you drove out and just watched a sunset from the time it started setting all the way till it got dark. If you don't believe God is good, go observe some animals, like go to the zoo, hang out and just sit at an exhibit for like 30 minutes and just observe. Like, Go into the mountains and spend time observing nature and the flowers and the plants and the streams and, and just observe the planets and the the solar system, like everything that God created, you can find a lot of goodness in it. It's the stuff that man has created that you find all of the problems with. Okay. And so I think we need to understand like God is good. And part of his goodness is that he gave mankind free will. And many, many people abuse that free will and choose to do evil and choose to be separated from God in their choices. And that's going to affect you and me. And it's not just everybody else. It's our own selves that sometimes choose to be separated from God. And that's why the entire world experiences a lot of the evil things that we do. (laughs) I love how you grab the microphone. You're like... I'm on an important call. So that's just, that's my overarching opinion. When people come and talk to me about the goodness of God, I always end up coming down to free will. And I'm like, man, people's free will and them choosing sin is a lot of why you've experienced the unfair, the abuse, the neglect is because of sin and separation from goodness.
2: Who, mm. who. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I agree. Can I, I, can I hit on one more point? You know, um, another eye opener, just, just, you know, even this time that I've been over here is um, I get to see a lot, a whole different world over here. Um, yeah. Like it, it, it's nothing that resembles anything that I've ever seen um, mm. in our, in our neck of the woods. So when I start looking at, Okay, how's the goodness of God in a developing nation where where most of its people are um, living in poverty and malnourished? And but I look around, and a lot of these people are farmers, and this land, I'm telling you, the the soil. When I start talking about sustainable development, I start looking at the soil, and I start looking at what you know God created the earth, and mm-hmm. He created this to to plant and to to reap from the ground, but We see the depletion of of those kind of things uh, in countries that have depleted their soil. But when I when I look out and I see the the biggest cabbage heads I've ever seen in my life (laughs) and just about anything, anything you want to grow will grow in this soil. Yeah. To me, I'm seeing the goodness of God. Yep. Because he is faithful Even when the people who don't even have a relationship with him don't understand Mm -hmm. what they've done to the earth, like, he is still good and he is faithful. And I think the main thing I want to touch there is faithfulness. Um, Yeah. When we see God's faithfulness, we understand that how good he is. So I just want to kind of put that into a perspective
0: that's so good yeah. and that's such a great practical example too Lord, you
1: have been faithful. Mm-hmm.
0: worship um yeah that's such a great practical example too it's like these are the biggest heads of cabbage i've ever seen which might <laughs> sound silly but when you when you're provided when you are depending on the land to provide for you that's definitely god's goodness because you're not in control you know you plant the seed you do the work and then you hope for the best, you know, that the weather doesn't come wipe Mm. out your crops, that pestilence doesn't come wipe out your crops and you pray that they're fruitful, as fruitful as they can possibly be. And, and that's kind of the God part, (laughs) you know, and that's you having to wait in faith. And, and so whenever God is delivering like that and the land is bountiful, it is, it's such a, uh, that's a great example because that can seem to us Americans, to anybody in first world countries that can seem like such a small insignificant thing but you're right that is the goodness that's the goodness of god Mm. and i even love that like even just the example of the fact that like number one you were given life you didn't create your own life it was given to you goodness you didn't deserve it. You didn't earn mm. it. You didn't make it. It was given. you. you were given life. That's, that's pretty good stuff right there. Even if your life has been difficult, you still have opportunities to change it, you know, and, and that, so life is a good thing. It's a good gift. And then you think about what we've been given, like God put us on this planet and this planet is very smart, you know, and it's, it's alive, <laughs> it's living, it literally grows. It grows food and clothing. The earth grows food and clothing and shelter. You know, it's, it's mind boggling. People, like I'm still stuck on the fact that we grow cotton out of the ground. Like I can't get over that one. The same way I can't get over how cell phones work, (laughs) you know, I cannot wrap my mind around how we literally grow fiber out of the earth and then I'm wearing cotton, you're wearing cotton, it literally blows my mind. And that right there is just showing you somebody was providing for us from day one before Mm. you ever showed up here. There was a system and a design in place to feed you, to house you, to clothe you. It was given. And without God's design, we would have nothing. Nothing. Everything that man makes that's good is really provided from the foundational materials given to us through the earth, you know, and like. The fact that it still rains and the sun still comes up and goes down every day, even though the world is full of sinners that hate God, they worship the devil, they slaughter babies for sacrifices, they do horrible things to other human beings, they're power hungry, they're money hungry, they do unspeakable acts, and God still causes the sun to rise and fall every day. When the sun could just be blotted out and go dark and he could leave us all in darkness out here with nothing. He could dry up the land where it never grows another living plant ever again. And the fact that rain still falls and the sun still shines is testament to God's patience, his mercy, his goodness.
1: mm.
2: mm. Like, and in then church? she called <laughs> us in to be co-creators. He called us in to co-create with him after he done created. After he got he her done. blown away. He got her done. And then even <laughs> now, I'm like, I'm looking at the technology. Okay, first, I'm like with you. I'm like, I have no idea how frequencies and, you know, I don't know how we're talking right now yeah but um the way that you they took sand and made a computer out of it come on there's got to be a god there's gotta be i'm just
0: blown away (laughs) sand computer he's gotta Gotta be be a god
2: sorry (laughs) Well, then I you know, and I always okay, I'm a sucker for peanuts, so I'm just gonna insert peanuts here um I look George Washington Carver asking God if you never heard the story of George washington Carver go tell it look it up, go watch a go watch a video about it but in short like he he asked Lord for a crop he was in the he was in I'm trying to think of what city uh, he was in the South and he asked the Lord for a crop like, Lord, you know, what do I need to plant? And God told him to plant the peanut. And, you know, the peanut did a huge harvest. It was amazing. It was a huge harvest of ground nuts, peanuts, whatever, depending on what part of the world you're in. But there was no market for it so it almost like all went to waste and he went back to the lord and said why lord would you have me like plant that peanut <laughs> and there there'd be no market for it and then the lord said you don't just make you know whatever you make you don't just eat the peanut and so he asked the lord to basically make a market but the lord gave him this download of all these products that you can make out of the peanut. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, the last I looked on the website, it said there was over 3,000 products made from peanuts. Mm-hmm. Out of one little nut. Alone. E- one nut. One nut. Sorry, I just had to insert no, peanuts there. Good. No, it's <laughs> good. That's the goodness of God is like, when, when we think that we don't have understanding... And we are clueless of why in the world God would do that. And we ask him, okay, Lord, do something with it. Then he comes back and he says, hey, have you thought about all these other things you could do with this one little thing? And then he just gives us this huge revelation and downloads. He didn't have to do that. Nope. He didn't have to share his knowledge and wisdom with us. Right. But Because we sought him Mm. and seeking him and asking him and we have relationship with him. He's so faithful to just give us more abundantly. Yeah. He didn't put us on this earth to just suffer. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, hear me. There is somebody out there that needs to hear this. Hear me roar. The the Lord did not put you on this earth just to suffer and live a miserable life. Mm. All right. Mm. Jesus came to give us life and life abundantly. And that doesn't mean just money. Nope. Life abundant. It depends on what you prioritize and what you place value in. Ooh. But life abundance. Oof, Joy. Peace. Stuff money love. By. Mm-hmm the things money can't buy family yeah. family that's not your blood yes like, you know we that's live in a messed kind. up world and sometimes we got messed yep. up families but he always provides us people that surround mm-hmm. us and lift us up and encourage yep. us if we looking for it and if we desire it yep he's faithful faithful sorry no somebody yeah don't yeah, no, say like, hey, sorry sure.
1: girl Spirit
2: of love. Mm. I know, I'm, I'm on fire too. over here.
0: Oh, it's a burst into flames. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so good. Wow, there was many things that you said that I was like, oh, I want to talk about that. And I so many of them, I don't even know which one to pursue. Yes, that's so good. That's so good. Mm. That That's the difference for me. When I started living for the Lord, I found true identity and I found true goodness in life. I found true purpose and meaning, which is the things that you're talking about right now. Love, joy, peace, kindness, Mm -hmm. unity with one another, real relationships, deep relationships, family, but not just blood, kin, family, like healing, restoration. You go through traumatizing things and God's right there to heal you and mend you up and make you stronger from it. And You're right. Like before Christ, I was a performer. I was just chasing my own dreams. And then when those dreams failed me, I had nothing and I had no identity and I was a failure and I was a nobody. And that's such a terrible way to live. And it is miserable. And you're right. God did not put us here just to live in misery. You will experience some challenges. So go ahead and cowgirl up. You're going to have to get gritty if you're going to live with Jesus because it ain't easy all the time. Um, but it's worth it And at the end mm. of the day You're going to have those real things That Jill is talking about right now You're going to have that substance On the inside of you That's worth way more than money And it doesn't matter What what crashes in our economic system What happens with our government It doesn't matter who invades It doesn't matter what we ever go through Those are things that are unshakable They're immovable No one can steal them from you No one can take them from you And Even when you are facing death and despair, you are solid on the inside and you can look forward into eternity with hope, you know, and that's what we're shooting for is we want to store up the treasure that does not rust and cannot be stolen, you know, so that's so good. And that peanut thing, that's a great example because you're right. God provided that and he provided so many different kinds of opportunities through that one thing. And then not only that, he provided the wisdom and the knowledge. The only reason why human beings have learned anything they know about all of these uh, like mint and all, all these different leaves and plants that have medicinal values. Like, how did anybody learn that stuff that you can eat food that will heal your body? You know, God revealed those things to people over time because he's the one that made it. And he knows that D- he knows the DNA Amen. of everything that's been created. And the only reason that human beings even know what they know about DNA, which is limited and fractional, is because of what God has revealed. You know, and. uh He's just good, ladies. Okay. Like he's just good. And there's tons of evidence out here. And I would just say that if you are in that mentality that God is not good, it's because you're focused on something that hurt you. And you are not opening up your heart and your mind and your eyes to everything else that is surrounding you. That is evidence pointing to the fact that God created this world. He created you and he is good because that was me. I was a bitter young woman. I was entitled. I was selfish. My world revolved around me. And because of that, I was blind. I had so many blind spots because I was solely focused on what had been taken from me and how bitter and upset I was about it. And so my eyes were shut to all the goodness surrounding me. I I couldn't see the goodness of God because I was choosing to focus on all the things that were had gone wrong in my life and my family falling apart, but I needed a bigger perspective. And I promise you young women, especially those of you who have been going through abuse, been going through trauma, been going through your family, not working out like all three of us on this podcast. We get that we've lived that we've been through that. You've got to take a step back. You have to make a conscious decision to take a step back. Get your eyes off of your pain. Get your eyes off of what feels unfair. It is unfair. That's life. You're going to have to take a step back, sit down with yourself, and start letting God give you a bigger perspective and opening up your eyes and what you're focused on to the good that is surrounding you. Because if you don't start getting your perspective on that, you're going to live angry and you're going to make decisions out of anger or you're going to live depressed and you're going to make decisions out of depression. And in the years that I lived out of anger, I made the worst decisions I've ever made in my life and they will affect me until the day I go to the grave and I cannot take them back. I cannot take them back. And if you're a young person, you can. You have a different opportunity. Don't live out of anger and depression and being upset because you hate your step parents and you're mad that your family, whatever it is. There's lots of people out here that have been through very, very horrible things, especially at a young age. So you have to make a decision within yourself, young women, that what are you going to do about it? And you're not going to be able to get into a very good situation with it without God. So that's got to be the first step is in your heart. How do I draw near to God? I need to draw near to God. Step number one. And from there, I need to let him open up my heart and my mind, get my eyes off of all the bad things happening to me and start getting my eyes on him and what he's yeah, speaking to me. Mm-hmm. Let him be let the center. Yep. Let Ooh. him be the center. That's so good. Well, Ladies. We've been on here for a little over an hour now. That's kind of the time frame that we were sort of shooting for. I love the stuff that we've covered. I think we've covered some good content. Um, You guys have any, like, other remarks, thoughts, comments you want to make?
2: Just because... Just because, you know, there's going to be people are like, oh, you know, I'm not a new Christian and I've been walking with the Lord for a while, but I still got bad things happening. There's still times and it's like, is it normal for me to be angry at the Lord? Is it it normal for me to go through seasons that are dry, seasons Mm -hmm. where I don't understand? I'm like, yes. You know, I just want to touch a little bit on that just because like the goodness of the Lord is still in the midst Mm -hmm. of that nasty dirty season even after you've been walking for a while like you're gonna have times when when you feel hopeless like your feelings oh my gosh they're the biggest liar you're feeling hopeless you're feeling alone yeah and then the lord Mm -hmm. still orders your day the Lord's still giving you guidance and direction. And even when you're like, I'm done with you, Lord, why are we doing this? And then you wake up the next day and you're like, yeah, <laughs> thanks for not quitting me, Jesus. You know, because in the moment when we feel angry and frustrated because nothing is going how we planned it, nothing is, is moving man, it all comes down to trust. And and I hope that, you know, we're, we're going to cover <laughs> trust in another, another time. That's a deep subject. It's a heavy one. Yeah. Uh, still learning, you know, you got to trust and give away different parts and compartments. But I, I just want to say, you know, even when we're in the deepest, darkest seasons, even after yep. we've been like walking with the Lord, and Mm -hmm. still going through healing um it's a process and you will see the goodness of god at every turn in all the little things not just the big things but the little bitty things if you yep if you're looking if you're looking you have to be looking and you have to have your eyes um diverted come up for a breath in that that difficult season um And just take a moment and ask, all right, good. Where's that good God? Where's he at? And it's like, oh, (laughs) yeah, I woke up this morning. (laughs) Your mercies are new every morning. I get a reset button. But, no, I mean, I just, you know, people tend to think, like, just because you've been walking with the Lord for a while. um, mm -hmm. And even if you're. Yeah, and even when you're like. Oh, I'm stepping out in faith and and running after the Lord. It's like we think, oh, okay, yeah, um, it's going to go right. It's going to go easy. It's going to be smooth. I find that the deeper I go in my relationship with the Lord, the more that I get to know him, the more that I figure yeah. out I don't have a clue who he is. <laughs> I don't have a clue how he really works. I don't have a clue what this life is really about and what's going to happen after this life. Um, But I do know is that he continues to reveal his goodness in every single season and situation. And uh, it's enough to give you hope. So it's the little things uh, that you see in the goodness Mm -hmm. of God that gives you hope to keep going on, to press forward and fight the good fight. And keep yep. that enduring. So Yeah,
0: we don't give up. Keep don't on. give up. We don't give up. It's going to be worth it. Okay, no. ladies, this has been fun. This has been fun. I'm glad that we can come to somewhat of a disagreement, uh, an, to somewhat of an agreement on the hot dog thing. I was concerned that maybe it would affect our friendship if we landed on <laughs> really different things. But maybe this is why God brought us together because, you know, we, we can enjoy the same kind of food together you know? Um, yeah. So I look forward to Mm. having more conversations Mm. with you guys in the future. Um, We'll continue to grow the podcast. This is basically a trial run at the same time that it's episode one. So there's a lot that we don't know and a lot that I'm basically testing for the first time. It's supposed to be streaming live on Facebook and YouTube right now, which it is not because (laughs) I don't know. I tried to do it and it didn't work. So um, this will be posted. It'll be posted on Spotify. By the time you're hearing this, it'll already be posted, but in the future be looking out for live events because we will stream live because here's why. At first I was, committed to editing because I wanted to be in control of the image we were putting out there. And then I thought, you know what? I want these young women to see the raw. (laughs) I want them to see the real that we don't always know exactly what to say. And we might not know the answer to every little question. And we have weird quirky personalities and sometimes Jill snorts when she laughs. And, you know, I just think it should be like, I just think we should give them, you know, give them the real. So, (laughs) so uh, be looking for those live streams. And like I said, if you have a company, a business, a product Mm -hmm. that you want to be advertised, you should think of me and think of the Grace and Truth podcast. Send me something. Somebody send me something free. And if I fall in love with it, I will be the best salesman you've ever had. And if I don't fall in love with it, I'll write you a detailed report of why I think you can improve your product and I will not advertise it for you. Okay. We love you guys. Thank you so much for joining us, joining us, joining us, joining us. Y'all don't hang up yet. I'm going to stop the recording, but y'all don't hang up. Okay. Love you guys. Y'all could say bye if you wanted to. That would
1: be cool. All right.
0: I thought it was video <laughs> recorded, so I just did this. Oh, it's both. Bye. It's both. It's fine. We'll learn. We'll learn the process. Ciao.